got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is Cut To It with Steve Smith Sr., a production of The Black Effect and iHeartRadio. I'm Steve Smith Sr. And I'm Gerard Littlejohn. And this is Cut To It. Cut to it, cut to it, let's get down to it, cut to it. We ask the questions you always want to know, but no one ever asks. Let's cut to it. You ain't heard about it, then we're about to let you know. Cause you know it's on. It's on. Cause you know it's on. Hey, man, want to welcome one of my good friends. Didn't play with him uh, on the football team uh, for very long, but we instantly uh, bonded. Nine-year vet. One time pro bowler, <laughs> right? But a yep. but a lifetime friend, mm. Justin Forsett. Welcome to the Cut to a Podcast. Yeah, I appreciate. it. I'm honored, man. This means a lot for me to be on the show. So man, thank man. you for for having me on. Man, this is my dog. So we appreciate, you know, you, we appreciate you pulling up, bro. You know, obviously we got the co-host Gerard Little John, yep. good friend. And then we got a uh, backstage Joe. Um, I'm still trying to figure out what the hell do you do, Joe? It, better question is what I, doesn't he do? No, 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 no. Last don't time him. I did everything. Remember, <laughs> I was doing everything. Now I don't do nothing. Well, it's good to have you on there. You know, we we we're just gonna jump right into it. There's um, a lot of a lot of my a lot of my guys that I played with uh, on the football teams. They always like, oh, when well, you gonna have me on the podcast? I don't have the guys that's in my phone on the podcast. Because I, 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 it comes across the wrong way, but I mean it when I say it. It's the low-hanging fruit. Is, it's the easy route, right? When you're do, trying to do something that's, that with, with sustainability, long-term f- future, you normally want to go to your, 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 your easy ass, the guys that you could depend on. But that doesn't really push me. Mm. It, doesn't, like, it doesn't make me uncomfortable, 
second and third and fourth moving forward, I want to get the guys there in my phone. Mm-hmm. But the guys who aren't in my phone, I got to stretch myself. I got to reach out to them. I got to I got to accept no. We've we we received a lot of no's from people that are like, "What? Why is he Steve? he was talking about me on the NFL network or or when I was when I played, he, you know, he he did this or he did that, and so no, not you. That's the wrong guy. I That's thank you, guy. thank you. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> but you know, so it's um, but I always always want this guy on here, mm-hmm. right? When we have a lot of conversations, I always want the guy on here. But I just needed to, you know, I had to I had to show we got to show people it's not just a one hit wonder, mm-hmm. and we don't want to just be here one year and just you know kind of have all the easy easy ask because we have a real good friendship so that's an easy ask you know i mean hey i'm still waiting for my uh my hustle clean uh check when i get my investment check i keep it's getting- in the mail you ain't got it yet i feel like maybe it's fedex you know ups and oh, man. FedEx. we don't we, we don't mean we don't mean that y'all in case you want to sponsor here <laughs> as an investor hustle clean is not sponsoring this uh the podcast we, still- we should be we should be Y'all gonna pay? Hey, what you, what you need, man? I don't want a bill. I, <laughs> I, <wanna try>. <laughs> <laughs> you can, I, I find this a trap. Like, if Hustle Clean is sponsoring my podcast, I, I think as an investor and then also podcast, I don't know, I'll get an invoice at some point. No, no, you're not. You, it's all good over here. I, I'm just teasing. We'll, we'll, we'll talk the financials later. Yeah, we're talking, fi- yeah, we need talking financials. Every time I go to the store, I'm seeing Hustle Clean. Yeah, come on now. That's some new stuff popping too. You we'll got a whole bunch. Yeah, we got to talk about. Yeah. So, all right, so listen, let's get into it. We got the first. We got some icebreakers. All right. Okay. If you were a pair of shoes, what brand of shoes would you be? Oh, she's Air Force Ones, a classic. You yeah. know, versatile. You can wear with anything. Mm. You the, know, the white the ones or the black up? ones, though. That's the key question. Oh, no. Whites or no, blacks? No, 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 no. He look no, like, no, he, he, he the black like so. ones. You you put on a ski mask. You. Run up on no, a lick no. on somebody with them black ones. You can roll your ankle in no black ones too, though. <laughs> black ones are stiff. Like you pull up with the black Air Force ones, I know you didn't rob somebody before. No, no, no. Just the white ones, baby. Yeah. Just the, the yeah, the white ones. Yeah. All right. What's your favorite? Uh, just favorite snack. Oh, favorite snack. Oh, I know the next question because we've had this debate. Go continue. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite snack? That's yeah. a that's a tough one. Um, I was I like smoothies. So if I can make a nice smoothie, that's a cool snack for me. Right. So we've had this debate in the locker room in the cafeteria. <laughs> cereal. What's yeah. your favorite? What's your favorite cereal? Ugly face. Hey, uh, speak to me with some respect while I'm on your show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, honey Actually, nut Cheerios. Uh, honey nut Cheerios. That's a classic too. He just goes to the classics. I'm a classic. I'm a classic man. So I'll I'll, I'll say like I'll be like oh, uh, so Fruity Captain Cru- yeah Captain Crunch Fruity Pebbles. Oh, that's not those aren't <laughs> snacks. Candy, he he would man. go yeah he would go candy. Uh-huh. He's like I'm like and what is Honey Nut Cheerios? He's like man it helps kill your uh helps keep your cholesterol. Down. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, how yeah. you feel about uh, shredded wheat? <laughs> oh, terrible, terrible. Shredded wheat is terrible. Uh, Steve Smith, another favorite of his is uh, Raisin Bran cereal, which is terrible. Like, I actually do a, like Raisin Bran. Yeah. That, that tells me that your palate is terrible. It's yeah, off. It, it tastes like uh, the cardboard that it's in. That's yeah, why exactly. you got to eat it quick. 
That's why you, you got to take a shot of cereal like it's some like it's some bead cereal for clear. First of all, if you, first of all, if you pour like me, you ain't letting that thing sit a long time. Yeah. That's why. Oh, uh, she's yeah. No, I, I, he, we had this debate. I'll eat. Uh, some, I'll, I'll have some. Uh, he see me in the stadium, in the cafeteria. Yep. I will eat. I will eat some uh, razor, razor, some razor bread. Yeah. I'm talking about murk it, like two. Yeah. yeah but I ain't letting it sit long now because uh, that thing. Oh, yeah. oh that's absorbed. <laughs> but when I was growing up, though, I did have some shredded wheat. Yeah, that tastes like cardboard. Too. <laughs> it is cardboard. Taste. He's got, he has a bad palate. Sorry, like General if you're not Mills, noticing, there's a theme here. Exactly. There's a theme. We're running them down again. In case General Mills wants to sponsor, <laughs> right. we apologize. Nah, I grew up poor, so that's you get that shredded wheat for free. Yeah. And you so and how you and that's all you have, so you had to switch it up. You go hot milk, cold milk, little uh, little butter and some sugar. That shredded wheat delicious. Oh. You gotta add butter and sugar to the cereal. I don't want it. Right. <laughs> that, that's why I don't like grits. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that. That was it. What we got? That's it. Now we about to get into it. You want to know about you? Oh, okay. I thought yeah, we had no. This is icebreaker. Fire. You want some more rapid fires? What you want? All right, I got one. Uh, what? What? Uh, tell me a dog that doesn't bite. A dog that doesn't bite. Mm-hmm. <sighs> me. You said me? How, how so? You talking about like you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a dog. I'm a dog. Oh, okay. you don't bite. I don't yeah. bite. I don't bite. It's it's a hot dog. I'm stupid. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you want some more? I like that. I'm gonna use that. Yeah, use I, that. I bet you are. All right. Sure. Hey, how many? Yeah, how many months have 28 days? All of them have 28 oh, days. Good job. He's on, on his P's and Q's. He on the, he, no, he on his Q's. I don't know about he on you his You know the P's? P's? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, I have my, my degree in the background. I'm a UC Berkeley guy. Pac-12. Let's go. Y'all still on the Pac-12? Come on, man. We, we down. We rebuilding. <laughs> <laughs> we rebuilding stage, That's all we do. Hey, he meant, you mentioned it. Not me. You mentioned it. 10-year <laughs> rebuilding. 10 years. <laughs> it's the long haul. Hey, it's they, the long haul. They only claim the fame. Uh-huh. Aaron Rodgers. Mm. Come on now. Deshaun Jackson, Marshawn Lynch. Uh, I'm just telling what? you what I've been there. That's all they claim. Wasn't Marshawn your roommate? Don't yeah, he was. That? Yeah. That's it. <laughs> that's funny. What are you talking about? <laughs> I know this. <laughs> I'm talking about hilarious. That's got to be. Well, hell, me and him in the same life. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm, I'm going to say, I'm like, well, you, you and I. like, oh, you close with Steve Smith? <laughs> what that's like? <laughs> what is that like? You know, um, you know, our first encounter with one another was interesting because uh, we talk about we're at a conference, we're at a, Which a PAO PAO? conference. It's like a you know couples conference, uh, Christians couple couple conference that we do every year in, in ministry and workshop and all those things. And doing the workshops throughout the day, we have time to play basketball, just like some free time down, downtime to hang out. And uh, me and Steve were guarding each other. No, you I mean, were he didn't know me. me from a, I didn't. I wasn't <laughs> guarding you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he couldn't. That was the issue. Like he couldn't. He couldn't. He couldn't hold that, me out that's there. That's right. I couldn't. <laughs> so, so I guess I may have kind of. I, I may have kind of. I was a little aggressive. Uh, that is the, the first file. time he's told the truth of the story. And, <laughs> and how many years we've been friends? This is the first time. Uh-huh. Man, I the Lord is Nate. the Lord is working on him. God bless you. Go ahead. Yeah. I may have been a little bit aggressive, and uh, one of the times he just. 
Like he had to stop playing and just like looked at me and was like, hey man, you gotta ease up a little bit. And uh I was like, okay, I'm gonna ease up, I'm gonna respect it because Steve Smith seen so I, I I backed up a little bit. But I ever since then, I felt like okay, Steve Smith, I mean he's a turd. And then when we got the chance to <laughs> Steve Smith, yeah. he's a turd. <laughs> I think that's the name of this episode. Oh, <laughs> you see how he went? You see how you, you see how that I went? I asked him to stop being aggressive because it's not that kind of party. And he goes, Steve Smith's a turd. (laughs) Continue. That's going to be next on our merch line. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, just use his face. Uh, uh, So, long story short, we ended up playing on the same team in Baltimore in 2013, 14, I believe. No, 14 and 15. and a little bit of 16, we got a chance to, when our lockers were right next to each other. So, I mean, right off the bat, I could tell that this one, this guy's, you know, as advertised, cr- crazy competitor, like just every day bringing energy, his work ethic was crazy. And at this time, he had to be at least, you know, 48, 50 <laughs> at the time we were playing with one another. And since, no, since you're a spring chicken. Yeah. <laughs> He he was no just seriously. Like, it was like to see his work ethic and his grind every day. It was impressive. But what was more impressive was just seeing the man behind the helmet. Like you see, like Steve Smith. You know, you see these cut ups. You know, highlights on NFL Network, and um, to see the heart of the man. Like that was what drew me in. It's like man, this guy like really cares for his family. This guy has a unique uh, story and backline, and and, and uh, he cares for his teammates. Uh, in a real way and he would you, you know he'll give you the shirt off his back so i mean i think at the end of the day just like my relationship with marshawn and anybody else like it's all about authenticity and real and that, that's usually the connecting point and i think that because i was 100 100 myself and he was 100 yeah. percent himself uh we connected and he had a bond and a friendship a brotherhood so man i got nothing but positive things to say about uh steve smith senior man he's good we man we had some we had some interesting conversations yeah. on and off the field, but hell, we had a lot of interesting conversations in the huddle too. Yeah, on the <laughs> on the field, like he'll be yeah. trying to talk. Him like, I was like, "What do tell?" Like for said, yeah. "Shut up, dog!" Yeah. Like he holding him back. Like, he ain't <laughs> trying to get him kicked out of a game. Like for said, like, "Come on, stay." I'm like, "Bro, if you don't get off of me, uh-huh. like, he, yeah. bro, get out of the way." Do you want to be the good? He was good trying to be the good. You're good trying to be teammate. the good Samaritan. Yeah, he's trying to get a good yeah. Samaritan. But but let yeah, somebody do great. something though to him. Uh-huh. All right, Steve, go get. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the case. That wasn't the, we, didn't, we didn't have we didn't have we didn't have much of that going on. Yeah, um, but it was, it was fun. It was fun. I mean, you've had a lot of encounters with a lot of players. Then Justin, how how easy or difficult is it to have those authentic relationships uh, in the league? Man, um, it's it's how you make it, right? I feel like I, because I was on seven teams, um, I got a chance to meet a lot of different people, and I invested my time and you know energy and like wanted to make sure that I just didn't stop a place and it was transactional, but it is actually you know transformative where I can have you know these lifelong bonds that I have. So whether it was somebody that needed help on their charity or a camp, football camp. I was going to be there to serve. Like my mission inside the locker room and on the football field was to try to, you know, have impact and you know, hopefully somebody can see the light inside of me 
and uh, inspired them to be better and do better. And uh, so I spent time with those relationships. So it wasn't that hard for me, honestly, to, to, to have those. I love cut to it. And I, I love it even more when you download us and subscribe. And you can follow us on social media too, Smitty. Where where at? That's at cut to it on Instagram. What about Twitter? At cut to it. Facebook? Cut to it featuring Steve Smith Sr. What about online? And you can follow us at cuttoitpodcast.com where you can buy merch and you can subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. I got all my answers. Um, I got all my questions answered. That's what I'm here for, brother. Cuttoitpodcast.com. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year? Their year. These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Being on seven teams, though, psychologically, what, what, is, what did that do to you, and I said, I asked with such a broad spectrum because I, 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 I don't know, you know. I mean, I, I kind of can assume, but I don't want to make a idiot out of myself. But I'm, I'm just wondering, you know, I, I, I did not. I'm not not saying it the wrong way. I didn't have that, right? Sure. So I can't imagine that. I remember at that little small moment, you know, G, you, you know, is that. When you get released, there's a, you know, or you get fired, whatever the case may be, the transition of mm-hmm. jobs is, you know, it it does something to you. But you got that seven times. Yeah. What'd that do to you? Man, it put a chip on my shoulder. You know, I'm already, I was already undersized coming into the league, right? Wasn't supposed to make it long as, you know, a 5'8", 195 pound running back. Well, um, hold on, hold on. So you finally said it's re- your real height, 5'8". Okay, continue. Fluctuates. Fluctuates. Um, so w- what it did was it, it was kind of one, it told me that, you know, the league is not loyal. Like there's no team that loyal, that's, that's loyal, right? Um, loyal to a degree. And f- for me, it was kind of like, I don't know if you've ever been stuck in the friend zone. Maybe you guys never had that, that problem, right? Mm-hmm. It was like nah, these teams nah. were like, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm completely not. BSing. <laughs> yeah. 
ever 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 stuck in the friend zone it was like that man it was like like they liked my service they liked what i provided to the team but it wasn't enough for an investment a long-term uh committed you know with partnership or relationship with me and that built up a callus right and it feels like at times it's like man when am i going to find that like one true spot or team that say man i'm gonna bet on justin i want i love what he brings to the table and he's worth it so i was just like really fighting every year to have like you know that place where i could call home and have stability for my family and uh you know until i found that place you know you know at the tail end of my career in baltimore where i got a chance to have that commitment and you know have a place where i can at least feel solid for a few years um it, it felt good but up until that point it was a uh, it was a dog fight so take us backwards you know where are you from in the place you call your hometown hometown mulberry florida uh three thousand people uh, right in the center, uh, center, central Florida, right in between Tampa and Orlando. Uh, phosphate mining is big there. Not a lot of people make it out to accomplish their dreams, goals, and aspirations in life. But uh, hardworking people, humble uh, beginnings, um, family financially unstable uh, for most of my life. Uh, bouncing around from place to place, never owned a home. Uh, I remember times when I had to take baths with bottled waters, uh, Zephyr Hills water bottles down in Florida. I remember doing my homework by candlelight because our power bill was a uh, light bill. Uh, we couldn't pay it, so it was shut off. I remember running from Repo Man and, you know, my parents put me on the call on the phone to, to answer Repo, Repo Man and tell them that we're not here or yeah. we're parking the car down the street in order to, to and walk home. Yep. Um, and then at our very lowest being uh, homeless, living out of a motel at the age of 12, 13, where you know, all five of us, was family of three boys. I was a middle child and living in this uh, motel at the edge of town. And, uh, you know, just at that mo- moment in my life, was trying to make a decision, declaring that I, I was going to have more for myself and for my family, my future family. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, that was that, that was me growing up. But faith driven home. Dad was a pastor. So, um, you know, I got I kind of that 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 foundation laid earlier, just like knowing that, you know, I had to have extreme faith, um, not only myself, but in God, but also um, I got to put the work in and it's going to take a lot of discipline and commitment. And I saw that from my parents, whether he was, my dad was having a restaurant, he was preaching and Mm. driving trucks. My mom, like I just saw them do a lot of different jobs and to make way for us. So um, just like that work ethic was instilled in me early. So it really pushed me to be more for me, for myself. What do you think you're, your family heirlooms are what is your what is your folks hand down to you that you're now handing down to your children i would say just that i was nothing like physical um right but it was just like that my faith like was one Mm -hmm. like an early age that was instilled instilled in me um that i passed down to my kids uh that work ethic right um that i just talked about like that is something that's been ingrained in me like nothing comes nothing nothing uh, there's no substitute for hard work, right? Mm-hmm. If you're not putting in the work in, yep. you know, nothing good is going to come from it. So I try to pass down to my kids. And then also just being um, not afraid of being different, right? Uh, just walking into my like authenticity and um, not being okay with not fitting in. Yeah, Like those are the things that, you know, mm-hmm. I try to pass on that my parents instilled in me that I try to still in, instill into my, my kids. I mean, speaking of that, you, you mentioned you were a minister's child and there's always kind of this stereotypical label of, of being a PK, being a preacher's child. Yeah, he, he died. Yeah. Did, do you feel like you were that stereotypical? <laughs> how, how did that affect your, not only your childhood, but now looking back on it, how did it affect your career and ultimately life? 
No, I mean, for me, like, I think a lot of people, you know, when you talk about the PKs going wild or. Uh, no, you're not a PK wild. You're a PK like he is. He's a, like, knowing, knowing, not knowing of him and his history, observing him and seeing him, seeing this authenticity, hearing him speak. And then when he says, you know, then when I found out he's, he's a preacher's kid, then I go, oh, it connected the dots. Mm -hmm. Yep. But now, as a parent, I think I'd rather have a PK kid to connect those dots than having someone else that isn't. You know what I mean? Like, because what I said, what I mean by that is being a father of four kids, two of them out the house, one on his way out. Bam is six one. By the way, just letting you know. I saw him dunking the other day. It's, it's crazy, crazy, dog. Um, and seeing that. I was talking to a buddy at an event, and he said that his he said, "Man, all these guys, kids that we know that are well off." He said, "Man, every single one of their kids is not living life the way he was. He raised them, and so just looking at that, like me and Angie are very thankful that you know we got some of the kids that we have, but then looking at you know just knowing Justin and what he experienced." As his friend, I'm like, you know, looking at a hindsight, I'd rather have a PK kid, you know, a preacher's kid than someone who has no home trainer, who has no guidelines, because it's almost you're going backwards and just watching them and seeing them. And his his foundation is so strong. It's like, you know, he has the he does have the innate ability to um, identify and, and, and socialize with every every. Every type. It, it created boundaries for me, honestly, you know, throughout my, my, my journey. Like, I knew that I was different, you know, because a lot of people say when you, especially if you grew up in, like, faith community, uh, a lot of people say when you go to college, people lose their religion, <laughs> right? You know, and I don't believe that. I believe that, you know, kids go to college and they lose their parents' religion. So mm -hmm. they never owned it for themselves. So for me, I owned it for myself. Like, I had a relationship. Like, I felt like I was doing... Like I was trying to do as much as I could to get close to God and have my own personal relationship, my own journey with him. And I had that early on. So so knowing that and walking in that I was OK and confident and bold in my faith and not afraid to be different. And there's some places I couldn't go, things I couldn't do. And I was and I was OK with that. Right. I might have been made fun of or, you know, I was known as the guy in the locker room. That's like especially going up into to college and even part early on in my career. Like I, I waited. Uh, to have sex until I got married, you know, so I was that guy in the locker room where like you were going to the club or, you know, you know, people wanted to do certain things. And I was just like, I can't, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing, it. I don't, it's not that I, I, I can't, it's just like, I just don't want you to. You choose not to. Right? Yeah, I chose, yeah. chose not to. So, We've been in a locker too. He's like, Steve, can you just not cuss at him? <laughs> <laughs> and then and, he, here's the challenge. He's like, you can't do it, huh? And some days I'll be like, nah, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Right. And it's it's all about and like for me every situation was like you know how can I have impact like yep. anything that happened to me I wasn't going to allow it to define me I was going to allow it to refine me so I always had like this spiritual like connection that drew me in like okay I've been rejected here people tell me I couldn't make it here but I know what like God uh, says about me and who I am and I know I had that like it's like this superpower is like this equalizer that I had within me it's like in any situation I could have peace. Um, and I can overcome because of it. So that's 
that's kind of how I, I like I walk. That. That's take, dope, man. Take me through this. It's superpower, boy. Take me through <laughs> this one. Um, on signing day in college, back in 1575, um, <laughs> Notre, Notre Dame pulls their scholarship offer from, from you. Man, mm. walk us through that. It was heartbreaking, man. And I, I tell the story often is that, uh, you know, as a 17-year-old kid, you know, feeling that you're going to Notre Dame and your family is excited, you're excited. And then a week before signing day, they told me they didn't need me anymore. I was crushed. I, I remember going Lou, out into who, my Who was the head coach? Lou Holtz? No, it was Ty Willingham. Dang. Black on black crime. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> so it was difficult, but it was a, that was like a, a pivotal point within my my journey as a man and as a, you know, a young man at the time because yeah. – at that point, I went down to my basement. I was crying. I was praying. I, I remember doing that time vividly where I just like, God, you got to show me something. I'm the guy that's going to Bible study. I'm going praying every night. Mm. Like I'm doing all the things I'm, I'm supposed to be doing, right? But it seems like you're blessing everybody else but me. And I said, God, you got to show me something. And at that moment, uh, I just flipped open the Bible. It took me to Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. And I know this is not like a you know faith-based podcast, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this off. Um, it was Proverbs on, 3 you talked about. Hold on. Excuse me? <laughs> I'm gonna get this verse off, okay? Yeah. Proverbs three five. Chill, man. Why I'm, you gotta go there? Uh, you said uh, you know it's not the f- a faith based podcast. Yeah. Oh, we faith based. We just it, you going we we it just we sprinkle it in so to keep keep hiding. It. Oh no, it's oh, okay. all it's it's all it's all right. we on the slab. Our slab okay. is built on the on 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 the solid rock. Last time I checked. I, I mean, Joe is Catholic, but other than that, we good. Though. <laughs> <laughs> not a practicing Catholic, but he's still Catholic. <laughs> ran him over and you put it in reverse. Yeah. All of a sudden, I'm dancing <laughs> with snakes. <laughs> 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 like, what, what, what just happened? Hallelujah. <laughs> All right, continue, ugly. But uh, <laughs> the, 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 verse, the verse, Proverbs, it talks about... Uh, trust the Lord God with all your heart. Lean yeah. out on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he'll direct your path. And at that point, as I was reading that text, it was, it was, it was as if like I felt this warm sensation come over my body. It felt like God was wrapping his arms around me. And I never felt anything like that in my life. And at a moment after I got done praying, uh, like nothing in externally had ever, like my situation hadn't changed. But internally, it felt like everything had changed. So mm-hmm. just that first perspective I was going to excel at what I could control, and uh, I knew God had a plan for me. And then, you know, months down the road, Cal, UC Berkeley, you know, calls and offers me a scholarship in May when signing day is in February, and you know, I'm off to college. I mean, what did they? What What did Notre Dame say other than you know that they said they didn't need you anymore? What, what explanation did they have, or did they have any? It wasn't much other than you know they had um, you know some backs that signed. Uh, that they didn't think was going to sign. Okay. Uh, so what? Yeah. Um, going through that process, you know, just really looking at it. What do you think the state of college sports and 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 and, and the NFL, just from your perspective of a of a of a guy? How does college sports hurt the no names? You know what I'm saying? Because you, we look on television, we see all these people, they're, they get to choose the hat. But what about all the kids who don't get to choose the hat? What about the kids yeah. who, like yourself, like myself, where we're hoping a dream and a prayer 
that somebody give us an opportunity because that's the only way we can get to college is by yeah. someone offering a scholarship because how much it costs and 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 the you know and the lack of resources hell we could barely keep the lights on let alone go off to out of state colleges yeah no it, it's tough you know um if you don't get a scholarship you know it, it's really hard from people in underserved communities mm -hmm. and then if you're from a small town it, it can be even harder right to to shine and you know get that exposure but i feel like it just there's a lot of different opportunities now for kids, um, even more so than I had as far as technology and getting your tape out there. Yeah. That if in social media, that it's, it's a lot better than when we had um, coming up. But there's still a lot of work to be done. I mean, they're still going to get kids going to get overlooked. There's still mm. stories like mine that are happening, um, you know, over and over again, year after year, year and year again after uh, signing day. So. Man, I honestly, I don't know what can be done to, you know, help that just because it's, I mean, it's just, it's only a, a, a couple of colleges, you know, it's a couple thousand colleges and millions of kids want to play uh, this game that mm. we love. And, you know, so I, I, don't, I don't know, man. I just say if guys can excel at what they can control um, and just focus on, you know, being the best version of yourself and, you know, utilizing the, and leveraging the technology that they have out there now, like it's, it, it's really it's it's a it's a better opportunity for you to be seen, even if you're small. Cut to it, cut to it. Let's get down to it. Cut to it. Hey Gerard, where did you get that T-shirt? You mean this thing? Oh yes, I got it from CutToItPodcast.com, where we have exclusive merchandise. Shout out to our guys at Seven O Four Shop. But yeah, you can go on, buy you a T-shirt, subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy, and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises, or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Well, you're going to Florida, you know, being raised a little bit in Texas, so you've had a, a, a lot of both worlds. But, man, you, you, you act like it. You want to be from the West Coast, man. How was that experience <laughs> uh, for you, just being coming far south, yeah. Then in Texas, and then going to going to Cal State Berkeley is a is interesting because at that time, I mean, it's it is like 
let's be honest, is is Cal State Berkeley is everything hippie, like all the hippie stuff you think. It's time First that all, it's times that. Put some respect on our name. It is UC <laughs> Berkeley. There is no state in our in well, our y'all, name. Y'all, y'all. Okay, I'm sorry. Your sports play like it's a state school. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> we are a public school. Uh, we use no 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 state, but it, it was definitely a y'all y'all play football. Y'all playing football currently right now, like Cal State Fullerton. <laughs> like. I cannot I cannot knock you there. <laughs> um, um, I think I, I mean for us it was a culture it was yeah. a culture shock for me because I come from Bible Belt. I came mm. from the South and then going to the West Coast and I'm out hanging out with folks. You know my my. Uh, uh, first people I'm meeting, you know, I meet a run up with a young kid out of Oakland, California named Marshawn Lynch, who we're in a, a, a roommates together. And we were going and hanging out and people were talking about this hyphy movement and Mac Dre and, <laughs> Sneak and like, all this stuff. I'm like, man, I'm from, I don't even know. I mean, I know Kurt Franklin, Kurt Hampton, Grits. So praise uh, is what you do. Hey, he was over there. Pr- he was over there praying while I was in there. Hey, for shizzle, man. Yeah. Hey. Now you know yeah, we had in Florida. You know, Trick Daddy was huge. Yeah. Uh, you know, Lil Wayne is still like doing the South. So I, I had no like. It was just a whole different culture for me. Yeah. But again, like I talked about earlier with us, like like people really respect authenticity. Mm-hmm. So I was just a hundred percent myself. Like Which I had a good heavy enough. accent. Heavy accent. Oh. Coming in, and uh, you know they came and they they embraced my they embraced me like because I worked hard, uh, I was a good teammate, mm-hmm. and uh, like I enjoyed it. Like I met my wife there, uh, the people were great, food was great, the school was amazing. So you know I just tried to make my mark. You know I didn't, not didn't conform to the to the culture, but I was able to have impact. Yeah, boy, it's funny though. For sure, is it? It's funny, he's a good dude, but it's it's a lot of uh, the relationship I love with Forsett that we have is we can talk about anything. Mm-hmm. We can argue over cereal, but just he's engaging and he he more than anything he meets you where you're at. Mm-hmm. And you don't get a lot of people like that, especially in the league. You don't get a lot of people. So when you say he meets you where you're at, what do you mean by? <clears throat> We've had me and Forsett have had. A lot of, I, I mean, I, I struggle with my faith, just straight up. And it's not that I struggle with my faith is in, like, I don't believe in God. I struggle with my faith is is in, <clears throat> and me and Forsett have had this conversation, too, is, is so many so many Christians who try to, like, you know, they'll try to say things sometimes. Oh, you ask me, man, how you doing? Oh, I'm blessed. Blessed and highly favored. Yeah, blessed and highly favored. And there's been times where we've been injured, and he's like, man, how do you really feel? Yeah. And he and there's no judgment in like oh, I'm blessed and highly favored. It's like man, but I just got my foot cut off, so I, I, I'm struggling today. Today sucks. Yes. Yeah. And and to have that, okay. you know. And there's some people like, bro. I guess the he's he's not always on. He's just for set. Mm-hmm. Where you can talk and you can question, you can ask, and we can talk about anything. And it's different hmm. versus blessed and highly favored. And then it's like, but okay, yeah, you. I know we all are, mm-hmm. but some days it's a tough day. And what are we gonna do, mm-hmm. right? Like you, you not going to Notre Dame and going down the basement and crying 
and asking God, you know, why are you blessing all these other people but me? And I've done this and that. Like, that's true transparency. Mm -hmm. That's what I think sometimes people forget that Christ did that when he was like, I cannot, can I find another way other than this way that you're saying that I have to go? Mm. And sometimes people forget that in the Bible. People want to be Job, but they forget that Christ even cried. And they go, oh, I'm Job. Man, so, man you ain't Job. <laughs> hey, stop acting like you Daniel too. Ain't no lions den no round there here. Right? And it's just, just some of that. So it's just really cool to... That, like I just said, who he is is who he is, mm. right? And and it's and it's you don't have to hide who you are. Mm. And you got those. You what you say? I say I appreciate it, man. That, yeah. That's 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 kind words, man. You had um, a you're authentic, right? I'm not saying that that other people aren't, but sometimes it's you know, sometimes it's it's, it's different. Mm. And for says the same way, right? Like we could joke. People listening to this, and they be like, "Man, them dudes calling each other ugly and turd." Like, but we'll joke around. But at the end of the day, we got each other's back. Yeah, facts. You know, that's dope. That's dope. Justin, what are some things you've gleaned from from your relationship with Steve? Uh oh. Oh man, so much. Um, and and, that, and that's why I, I find it's important for us to uh, to connect and build relationships with people that you know that are you know opposite of us in, in in a lot of ways because there's so much that we can get from learn from anybody out there right so steve for me he really challenged me to get out of my comfort zone and i feel like even now just on my time with him allowed me to be a better ceo because like for me like my my past like i'm non-confrontational uh and like my disposition is like you know, I'm coming to make, you know, peace in a situation. And I feel like even in the, it, it reminds me of just like Jesus. Jesus was tender and tough. And I feel like in that side, like Steve, Steve really uh, pushed me to be more outspoken, to be more bold and it being okay, like for conflict. And, and if things aren't okay, it's okay to say that. Um, and as a man, as a, as a husband, as a CEO, uh, as now being more mature than even I was then, like I really embrace that. Like, because there's a such thing as healthy conflict and things do need to be addressed and things aren't going right. You need to voice your opinion and say so. Right. And, uh, I just feel like the way he lived his life is like, it was, it's bold. Um, it's passionate. And I, I aspire to, to be more like that in a lot of, in a lot of ways. So, but people uh, think also I'm reckless, though. No, like people, you know, what I'm saying, like people think that I'm just like just reckless, and it's and and I do admit I do sometimes give people the perception of what they what I can read off them what they believe I am. But that's calculated, man. Oh yeah, yeah. I feel like <laughs> oh, I, I'll I'll play to the audience, yeah, and don't and 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 play them straight up into dumb dumb mode because <laughs> then and then flip the script on them, mm. and then it's like. Oh, Steve so. is very smart and is very into like the minute details of things. Like if you want to go granular about any type of subject, he's going, he can go there with you. Uh, I watched him handling business calls, uh, doing, you know, physical therapy in the, in the training room. And I watch him hold people accountable and I watch him being able to hold conversations with people in other industries and be there and, and be at the same level. So uh, just his well-roundedness, 
Uh, of course, everybody sees the passion, but there's a reason behind. You know, it's not it, none of, none of the things that at least I've been around have been anything that wasn't um, you know that was frivolous. So yeah, will you tell us about your entrepreneurial endeavors? You, you mentioned you're a CEO, being able to take away. Yeah, what are you a CEO of? <laughs> so I'm a CEO uh, of a mission-driven self-care brand called Hustle Clean. What we do is we create convenient products with clean ingredients for the everyday athlete uh, and fitness enthusiasts. And it's really a spin like uh, to really empower and give resources to uh, the community that um, that wants to be more out of life without compromising their health. So there's this hustle culture out there where people feel like, man, in order to be successful, you got to work yourself to the bone and you got to be you 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 don't have time for yourself to like refuel and recharge. And like, we're trying to, you know, debunk that narrative by providing this uh, continuum of like self care where people can recharge and regroup and then go attack life. But if you don't put your oxygen mask on before you put, you know, on your kids or the people around you, then what good are you, you know, if you're gone? So that's what we try to be. We try to be that oxygen mask for that, that hustler out there that's trying to go after life in a, you know, a very impactful way, but do it, you know, in a productive way, in a healthy, safe way. What have you learned in your business that you wish you had applied while you were applying? Is that long of a list? Is that long of a list? I say there's a lot of similarities um, um, between sports and, and business and one of the things that i see similar and i, I posted this today is that uh entrepreneurs uh, they they just like sports and football athletes they they a lot of times place their identity in what they do and for me at one point it was it was changing hats right i went into one profession and i got consumed by everything you know put my football ha- helmet down and i got consumed by everything that is entrepreneurship and neglecting a lot of things that I mean most well is family, you know, been in, at one point I was 70 flights in the air in a year and traveling a lot. And uh, for me, what I wish I could go back and, you know, apply is just making sure that um, I'm prioritizing and, um, and I'm spending more time in those things that matter most for me like I'm doing now. So I create my own schedule. Like I don't have somebody else creating a, creating a schedule for me for football. So I'm able to get my family time in when I'm coaching my sons and flag football, whether I'm doing date night with my wife, whether I'm, you know, playing in an activity uh, for my community or my church. Like I, I'm able to do that because um, I think that there's, there's something um, special about us pausing in life and uh, spending time on those things that really matter the most, which, uh, you know, like your family, your kids and your loved ones, because I can make all the money. Like I'm trying to make money, you know, I'm not in a nonprofit space, right? I'm trying to make money, uh, for my investors and for my team here, here for my family, (laughs) but, but I value the way I do go about it. Like I'm not like purpose is just as important to me as profit. So the way in which I go about success is different. Than probably your other entrepreneurs that you may may see out there on your Forbes and your LinkedIn. Like, I want to make sure that I'm doing it the right way. Like, for me to have success and have a billion dollar business and lose my family, mm. um, it's not worth it for for me, right? So, but I think you can have success 
and take care of your family um and uh and you can do it in a positive way so what's your definition of success mm. I mm. knew he was gonna have a good one too. I saw, I, I saw you. I saw that you. wasn't what I was gonna ask. No, but, but he, I saw the hamster. He walked into it. No, your hamster yeah, was really. turning. I had like th- I had like three spades. <laughs> but when I saw him, when I saw him play that little, I know I had that big. I went ahead and do it because I wasn't going. I had to. I had to have that book. <laughs> <laughs> no, for me, it's walking in my purpose and calling. Like I feel like in my life, uh, like my gifts are to be inspiring and encourage. Like so, whichever vehicle, whatever hat I'm wearing. At one point, it was football. Like that was my vehicle in which I can really inspire and encourage people. Now in entrepreneurship, I'm able to inspire and encourage people. So as long as it's meeting those things, like I'm successful, I'm happy in my family. Am I inspiring my family to do more and be better? Am I encouraging them during down times? Am I helping people reach their potential in life? Like it, it has to fit that. So that's success to me. That's what I value most is this me walking in. I feel like my God gave me calling. That's what's up, man. That's what's up, man. So what have you learned? Well, this this will be the last question. I know you got to get out of here, but what have you learned? Yeah, we we'll let from... you get out early, even though you was late to us. Go ahead. What have you learned from? <laughs> <laughs> what have you learned from any failure in life? Hmm. Oh, I say this all the time. I say, greatness grows best in the shadows. And what I mean by that is that we don't get our greatest gains in life when we're at the top of the mountain. We get our greatest gains in life on our climb and our pursuit to the top. Those moments when we're constantly being pulled and stretched and we have to fight opposition and adversity and we have to dig deeper than ourselves and pull out things that we even know existed in order to take us to the next level in life. So we have to learn how to embrace the difficulty. We have to embrace the trial uh, because those things will push us closer to our dreams and our goals in life if we have the right perspective. You know, um, uh, ease is a greater threat to progress, you know, than hardship. So I, I would much rather embrace those moments of adversity um, and tough times um, than not, because that's where we get our greatest go- growth. Man, well, we appreciate your time, man. I know, you know, um, you got to go, but it's cool talking to my brother, man. It's cool talking to you. Uh, it's cool seeing what you, the great things you're doing. I like messing with you because uh, that's what we do. But uh, that's what we do, man. man that's what it's, it's always cool it, it, to see I'm, you. I'm pr- I appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me on the show, man. And uh, like even from afar, and uh, you know, I just want to give you your flowers, man, for w- what you continue to do. And um, um, I think that boxes are for things, not people. Mm. So I love the way you keep expanding yourself as a man, um, as I see you on this podcast, as I see you on TV. You know. You have not been limited by, you know, your background and your platform of being a football player. To see you be a great f- father and a husband, um, it's inspiring. It's encouraging to me every day. So so thank you, man. Appreciate you, man. It's one of those things, man. You know, when I left Carolina, coming to Baltimore, I was wondering if I fit in, you know, not just in the – I felt like I fit in in the locker room, but I was wondering what I fit in just as a person. Uh-huh. And – I enjoyed my time in Carolina. It was 13 years. But one of the things that was really cool and unique about Baltimore, and we both agree, is Baltimore cultivates this this brotherhood that is not a lot of places. And I know Panther fans don't want to hear that, but it's not a lot of places. Justin has been on seven teams. <laughs> He's seen a lot of people trying to play football. But Baltimore, even if they don't have success, they understand they make – you make some lifetime friends. And I there's some guys, man, in that locker room, 
win, lose, or draw, there's some dudes that, like, I would go down a dark alley with. And I know everybody says that about me, but there's some dudes, and Justin was one of those guys. He, you know, he'll strike you in the name of the Lord, but at the end of the day, he's one of those guys, when you talk about having your back, it's not having your back to be in a fist fight. It's having your back that somebody you can rely on. And, and I'm going to tell you, not all football players are reliable. Not all of them are tough. Not all of them are smart. Not all, all of them are dumb. Not all of them are shorter, out of shape, whatever the case may be. But Justin is one of those guys, he's reliable on and off the field. And I appreciate you, man. Love, man. Right. Appreciate you. You are a unique person. You are well worth it. You are competent, and most of all, you're lovable. I'm Steve Smith Sr. I'm Gerard Littlejohn. And this is Cut To It. Cut To It with Steve Smith Sr., that is me, is a production of Cut To It LLC, Balto Creative Media, The Black Effect, and iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From Cut To It, executive producer Steve Smith Sr., co-host Gerard Littlejohn, talent and booking manager Joe Fushi, social media team Wesley Robinson and John Show. From Balto Creative Media, Cut To It is produced by Brian Baltashevich and Meredith Carter, with production assistance by Alex Lebrecht, production coordinator Taylor Robinson. Theme music by Alex Johnson. Lyrics and vocals by Anthony Hamilton. If you ain't heard about it, then we're about to let you know. It's on. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions. Real sweat, blood, and tears. Real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated, but, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine.